Hello, welcome to Into the Fire, a Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series. Hi, this is Jerome Davis. I'm the artistic director of Burning Coal Theater Company, and I'd like to welcome everyone to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series on all things theatrical. One of the things that Burning Coal does that not all of our audience is aware of is a program called Kids Ride, uh, which uh, we've been doing now for 12 years. Um, We go to Wake County schools and schools from 13 surrounding counties, and we solicit plays by young people between 6th and 12th grade. And um, we get a lot of submissions and we read through them uh, with a committee of play play readers. Uh, And uh, after that, uh, we read uh, another, um, have another group of play readers read them. And then we compare notes on the two sets of reviews or comments that we've received. And based upon all that feedback, we select a, a certain number of plays. It varies from year to year, but this year we have seven plays and um, then we present them. Um, For the second year in a row, we will only be presenting them using um, digital media. So they will be uh, live streamed. um, And uh, that uh, performance takes place this coming weekend, which would be Friday, May 28th and Saturday, May 29th at 7 p.m. And uh, the uh, link to um, view that, uh, which is a free uh, uh, presentation, is on our website at burningcoal.org. So if you want to support the the playwrights of tomorrow, uh, get a little early start on supporting their work, um, Kids Rights 2021, uh, this weekend, the 28th and the 29th of May at 7 p.m., burningcoal.org for your free tickets. Today we have um, uh, special guests on the podcast. Uh, Two of the participating playwrights are with us and we may be joined depending on their schedule. Uh, Grace Niesel and Josie Perry uh, have joined us. Uh, Josie is um, a writer uh, of um, the play Uh, They're Leaving Home, Um, and um, Grace uh, wrote In Sickness and in Health. Uh, And uh, so let's, uh, first of all, welcome uh, to both of you uh, to the series. And uh, I'll start by asking uh, both of you the same question. If you could just tell us, um, you know, tell us who you are, uh, where you go to school, and how uh, you got involved in the Kids' Right program. Uh, Grace, could we start with you? Yeah, um, my name is Grace Niesel. I go to Rollsville High School. Um, and I got involved with Kids Right because I was just looking at theater companies in Wake County trying to find something to do. And I found Kids Right and decided why not go for it and submit a play. Very nice. We've all been looking for something to do uh, during the last year and a half or so. Uh, Josie, how about you? Um, my name is Josie Perry. I'm from Overhills High School, and uh, I got into Kids Right because my theater teacher, he he knew I was a big he knew I really enjoyed writing, and I was actually working on a piece at the time. And he's like, 
well, you should try this. And I I went in head first. Terrific. Where where is Overhills? I'm not familiar with that one. So Overhills High School is it's near Fort Bragg, which is the base for North Carolina, and a lot of military kids go there. Mm-hmm. It's down near Fayetteville, then. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, we're glad to know that we have somebody uh, relatively uh, far afield uh, this year. Some years, uh, the participants all tend to be in the Triangle area, but uh, it's nice to have you. So, so thank you both um, for joining us. Um, Josie, uh, why don't you uh, just tell us briefly, uh, uh, you know, the synopsis or a little bit about the play that you're uh, that you've written for us uh, for Kids Ride. So their leaving home is about this, their name is Flynn and they just graduated high school and they they didn't really know what they wanted to go to high school for, what they wanted to go to college for, my bad. Um, They didn't know what they wanted to go to college for. And so one day they're like, they're doing something. And like, it hits them quite literally. And they, they know what they want to go to school for, but their mom isn't really supportive of it. So it it, it, it shows that con- them trying to connect and it failing. So this is a, this is a slice of life play, a very common scenario. Um, and uh, would you classify it as a, as a comedy or a drama or what, what uh, genre roughly does the play fall into? I think it would definitely fall in a slice of life. Um, it, 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 it's not, it, it has a few like funny lines, but it, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. I would say it's a drama. Okay, good. And Grace, uh, talk to us just a bit about your piece. Well, mine is kind of hard to explain. Um, <laughs> it basically takes place in like an alternate medieval fantasy world, which is, I guess, kind of common, but, um, it basically follows, um, the humanizations of life and death on a date night. And it's basically about them connecting and going over how they feel about humanity and how they feel about each other. Interesting. So that does not sound like a comedy either. No. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, is that the first play you had written Grace or had you, had you written other, uh, plays or or have you been writing in other mediums before um i've been writing since i was about six years old um but this is the first script that i've actually managed to finish mm-hmm. and uh had you had you experimented in other forms like had you done had you written poetry or um um you know uh, a novel or, or something like that short stories uh or have um, you always yes. been most interested in theater? Yeah, I've written a lot of different things. I've written a lot of like short stories and poetry, but I do have a soft spot in my heart for theater. How about you, Josie? Is this your first, uh, you said that your your teacher knew that you had been uh, working on a piece. Was that this play or was that something else you'd been writing? So because of COVID, I had actually begun writing a, an online script and it was going to be, it was going to be through a Zoom call and it was actually going to be called 
uh, phone tag, but I put that on hold because I started the kids' right play. And um, as a as a writer, um, Josie, how um, how do you find inspiration? You know, uh, when you when you pick up a play, you know, when it's finished, you know, it's a it's a certain number of pages, and there's writing on those pages, and and the story is told through the language uh, that that's written out on those pages. But the step that seems you know, quite mysterious to me is that initial impulse. To, uh, where do you find the story? Uh, where do you find the characters and uh, the plot? I, I always look for inspiration in the world around me, whether it, it be from music or just art, or even just, even when I take a walk, I have my notepad with me and I take these notes like, I'll see a bird sometimes. I'm like, wow, what is that bird thinking? Like, you can get inspiration from everything. And the characters, those characters are parts of people around me. And parts of my characters, they're real people. They're, re they're real people that I know in the world. And the plot, I, it can be something I've experienced. It can be something my friends have experienced and they've told me about it. it it can be anything really so is there is there a limitation on what what you would write about is would you ever say to yourself no i i don't want to write about that subject um, um well like there are a few so I, I don't think I would ever write like romance or like I wouldn't like there's some genres that like I'm not the most comfortable in but most but mostly I'm comfortable with every genre like I would be fine writing a mystery writing a sci-fi I'm, I'm most comfortable with almost everything. Grace how about you do you have a particular genre that you're interested in? Um, I mostly tend to stick towards, like, gothic drama, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mostly try to stick towards things that would be, like, weird, if that makes sense at all. <laughs> sure, Stephen King made a career out of that. Uh, yeah. So, so do you, uh, do you find, uh, do you sit down with it all worked out already, um, and just write it, or do, do you, is it happening in your head as you're writing it? Uh, do you know what's going to happen uh, by the end of the story when you, when you start writing? I don't always know. Um, sometimes I have, like, a path that I know I want to follow, but sometimes the story takes itself in a different direction. So it really just all depends on what the story is about. I hear writers say that a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, and I hear writers say, you know, I, um, uh, I, I started writing this, but then the characters took over and they decided, no, it was going to be about this. And I have always found that a very interesting idea. Um, I don't think in most walks of life, you know, like a bus driver would not 
have the job very long if he, he or she said, uh, you know, oh, I was going to drive the route, but then uh, this, uh, the steering wheel took over and, and now I'm driving out into the country. You know, they, they can't do that. They have to stick to a specific uh, map. Uh, but riders don't have to. Uh, some do. Some some chart it all out in advance before they begin to ride. Um, do you think, um, Josie, that there's? Um, I know you're early in your um, career as a rider, but do you think there are things that you would uh, recommend to other young riders uh, uh, about this whole process? Uh, what works for you? Um, so there's actually like these warm-ups, you could say warm-ups that I do to like get inspiration. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just like, we did, so here's something I learned. The things that we keep, keep us. And like, you can write about things that you own and from their perspective of how they've seen your, that object that you keep how it has seen you grow as a person and it can it, i guess like for for me it, it, it's just oh, this is oh my gosh um it's a hard question i know it is because you can find as i was saying you can find inspiration in anything find inspiration that actually excites you find something that interests you and keeps your interest don't don't look into something that you know like oh this is boring i'm not going to keep this up look into something that you actually enjoy and that's what like i think is a good mindset to have there's a saying uh, among theater directors uh, that you should never direct a play unless you're in love with it um, and I th think that you're saying something similar about writing, that you should really uh, hold a, a deep uh, need to tell a particular story. Don't, don't just write uh, because you haven't written that day. Uh, how about you, Grace? Are there things that you do as a writer that you would recommend to other writers, um, either exercises or when you write or... Uh, you know, like some people listen to music when they're writing. Um, I know one very famous playwright who drives around in his car uh, while he's uh, thinking about his plays and, and basically just talks them out to himself as he's driving around his neighborhood. Uh, what do you do? Is there, are there, you know, things that work for you that you would recommend to other people? Um, I don't really have any specific tips but one thing I can say is that it does take a while to get to this point yeah. but what I did was I kind of had to break myself out of the mindset that things I write could be too weird for people to enjoy you need to break out of that restrictive mindset and just write whatever you want even if it's like the weirdest thing in the world just write it if it's what you want to write Right, right for yourself. Um, wh when you write a play, do you imagine the audience? Do you do you imagine actors on a stage performing that, or do you imagine the story happening as it as it would happen in the play? Um, kind of a mix of both. I do definitely like to kind of stage things out in my mind, like see, would this dialogue work if 
person A is in this place and person B is in another place, like that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, what about you, Josie? Do you do you see the play when you're writing it? Do you see it happening as a play, or do you see it just as a story happening in the way that it, perhaps a short story writer would see it? When I was specifically when I was writing this piece, um, I definitely, I definitely saw it on a stage. Like I could, I could see the actors and how they were portraying the characters. I, I could definitely see that. And I could imagine the audience, some people relating to it more than others. Um, and Josie, has, has anything um, happened uh, during this process? I'm not sure how close you've been to the process, but I'm curious if, if anything has happened that has surprised you during the, the Kids Write uh, process, either the writing of the play or the selecting of the play or the rehearsals for the play. Has anything surprised you so far? Well, I was shocked that my play was selected uh, simply because I misread the information on submitting. And I'm sure you know, uh, my script was, it was originally a different script I had written and it was 40 pages long. And so I'm, I'm reading the form and it, it says 20 pages. So I'm like, okay, so three days before the scripts are due, I, I whip out my laptop and I start writing it. I start writing a whole new story from scratch. And so I, I, I stuck with what I knew best and I just, I chose something that like I just knew best. And I was absolutely shocked that my script was selected and I did attend two rehearsals. And I was just like, I was absolutely captivated by the actors and actresses portraying my characters. And it, it still shocks me right now that like my script is going to be performed and yeah. Good, that's great. Uh, that's lovely. How about you, Grace? Uh, have you had any, made any discoveries or found anything surprising about the process so far? Um, Other than that Josie's play got selected. <laughs> <laughs> um. I haven't really had the chance to attend many of the rehearsals. I have a lot of doctor's appointments. Um, but I guess what was shocking to me was just that kind of the same thing Josie was saying, like, oh my God, this is my play. But I guess mm -hmm. what kind of shocked me was that um, someone actually looked at it and thought, wow, we can do something with this. Yeah and not just someone, several someones uh, in, in both of your cases. So, so congratulations to you on that. Um, do you have, uh, Grace, do you have uh, role models, uh, writers uh, who are role models or where do you, uh, who, who came before that, that, that you care about? Um, I have a lot of people that I look up to like writing wise. Um, I do, <laughs> if you've read it kind of clearly, I do draw a lot of inspiration from like Edgar Allan Poe, Mary Shelley, authors like that. Um, and although it doesn't really shine through as much, I do draw inspiration from like a lot of Greek poets like uh, Sappho, Homer, etc. <laughs> wow. Josie, how are you going to follow that answer up? Uh... Do you, do you draw inspiration from other writers? 
Um, I, <laughs> so I really like poets. Um, my sister is a brilliant poet and she inspires me every day. Um, I love Virginia Woolf, uh, Sylvia Plath. He's, um, this author isn't a poet, but he wrote the book, The Midnight Library, uh, Matt Haig. Mm -hmm. And also Hank Green, of course. I draw a lot of inspiration from them. And like, especially growing up from Hank, like reading Hank Green, it really inspired me a lot. Can you think of one aspect of Hank Green's writing that, that you admired, like one very specific thing that, that he does? Um, so specifically in Looking for Alaska, it's like, it really, he gives a voice to teenagers, I think. He definitely, and that like, that made me feel like, yeah, as a teenager, I'm allowed to have a voice in this society. And that's what I think about it. And, and so that's, and that's very difficult to do, to, to, to find a voice that isn't your own voice. I assume Hank Green is not 15 years old. So, um, so he's creating a new voice, a, a new uh, character. Um, in the theater, we know that Shakespeare had many, many different voices that he was able to write convincingly in, uh, but very few writers do. Um, even great, gr great writers, uh, like um, one of my favorites, Aaron Sorkin, you know, he openly admits, I, he, ha, he says, I have one voice and it's my own. And, and I then cast really good actors to, to make it sound like their own, but it's really my own voice. And uh, so, so, yeah, when you find somebody who can, who can create a, a voice that's legitimate, you know, and that's recognizable and isn't their own voice, I think that's a, that's a really powerful um, testament uh, to that person. Uh, that's really great. Um, we have uh, Joshua Reynolds uh, in, uh, coming in a little bit late, so I'm going to go ahead and invite uh, them in, um, and we'll uh, have to wrap up fairly quickly, but, uh, but Joshua will get a, a couple of questions at least. Uh, it's going to, looks like it might take a second for Joshua to join us. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's wanting to join. Okay. Well, um, we have uh, made the effort and, um, oh, wait, there we go. Um, hi, how are you? Are you Joshua? Can you unmute yourself, Joshua? Oh, sorry. There you go. Uh, Joshua, um, we're uh, almost at the end of our uh, podcast, so we don't have much time left. But I did want to ask you if you could uh, introduce yourself and tell everybody about the play that you've written and where you go to school. Um, so my name is Jonan. Uh, the play that I wrote was I Have No Idea. And uh, I just, when I was... Um, when I was thinking about my play, I was just going through, and it was like everyday average things that I was thinking about, and an idea just kind of hit me, so I put it into words, and 
usually uh, when I'm writing, it goes to like, I know the ending of the story before I actually type it out. Uh-huh. And so when I'm typing it, I type it out and then it's uh, that I've got to get the first part ready. And I usually don't do the title till the end and it's putting mm-hmm. all of the insides in it. Um, so you so, think of the the title after you've written the story? Yes. Have you ever done it the opposite way? Have you ever thought of a great title and then figured you had to write a story around that? Multiple times, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it works. It can work both ways for you. And yes. uh, is is this your first play, or had you written other plays? This is my first play, but I have had other things published. What, uh, what kind of things, what genres do you write in typically? I usually write in short story genres um, and a couple of other competitions, mostly books. Okay. And I asked Josie and Grace, who are with us as well, uh, if they had any uh, influences among writers, people who, who uh, came before, uh, who have uh, been uh, influential in your life or who you aspire to. Jonan, do you have uh, do you have anybody in, in your life that you uh, you know try to emulate or, or feel uh, inspiration from? Um, I don't really have anyone. I do read a lot of like the Magic Treehouse books, mm-hmm. or um, yeah, I don't really have a person that I try to aspire to be like a single a single writer. You try to read uh, broadly. Uh, yes, a lot of different. Things that's exciting, uh, and uh, have you? The other question I asked Grace and Josie that I would love to hear your response on too is: Have you, have you had any surprises through this process, through the kids' ride process, either in the writing or when you got selected, or um, or in if you've been to any of the rehearsals? Have you, have you had any um, moments where you went, "Wow, I didn't know that." Yes, there were uh, multiple moments. I thought it was really fun to do this. And mostly in the practices, I was listening to some of the things they were talking about. And I heard um, many different facts that I thought were really cool. Related to your play or to other other plays? Uh, related to my play and other plays as well. Okay, great. Jonan, we're going to have to cut it uh, cut it a bit short. Uh, I want to ask each of you, and we'll start with Grace. Grace, if you uh, could tell one thing to a young person who thinks they might be a writer but don't know how to start, uh, what would you tell that young person? Um, I would tell them not to worry. I would just tell them, write some words, see what happens, and go on from there. Every journey begins with the first step. Uh, and Josie, how about you? Uh, any words of wisdom for the next generation? Whatever medium you're writing with, like pencil and paper or a computer, you're, that plot hole will be there. And that plot will, if you leave it, and that, that plot hole will still be there. So you just have to plow through that plot hole. I know it'll be hard, but you can't do anything with a blank page you have to start something good good advice um josie uh you're uh, you're the one who keeps a notebook and and writes things down throughout your life is that right i do yeah <laughs> i was going to tell you that I, I i was having lunch with a a really great playwright uh, a few years ago and and 
right in the middle of our conversation, he takes a notebook out and starts writing down something that I said. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I do this all the time. I, I, every time I hear something that I think is interesting, I put it in my notebook and sometimes it shows up in my next play, you know, so so you're on the right track, Josie. Jonan, uh, how about you? Uh, last uh, word for you. Uh, is there anything you would tell a, a, a young person who thinks they might be a writer but hasn't yet figured out how to start? Um, just try and find an idea and get some of your friends to help you out with it. And then you can actually get something down on the paper and make an idea and turn it into something really big. Well, you guys have all done that. Um, that's a really nice uh, way for us to end the podcast, just to say that you've all done something really big, which is to start and uh, to start um, well. Uh, and uh, you're, you're an inspiration to, I'm sure, your friends and uh, neighbors and family. But uh, with this broadcast, hopefully you'll be an inspiration to a lot of young people uh, from our area and even beyond because it's going to be done digitally so people in Kalamazoo, Michigan can also watch if they choose to. So so thank you all. Once more, it's uh, Kids Right 2021 on Friday and Saturday, May 28th and 29th at 7 p.m. Uh, the tickets are free, but you do have to go online to watch the show. Again, thank you to Grace Niesel, to Jonan R R Reynolds, not to Joshua, I mispronounced his name, and to Josie Perry. Uh, we appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing more of you in the future. Thank you for listening. The Kids Write Festival will perform this weekend on Friday, May 28th, and Saturday, May 29th at 7 p.m. live via twitch.tv slash theater. For more information, visit our website at burningcoal.org or give us a call at 919-834-4001.